Now a word from our sponsor, MedBridge Healthcare. MedBridge Healthcare is a leading provider of sleep lab management services and home sleep apnea testing. MedBridge partners with hospitals, healthcare systems, and medical academic institutions to offer comprehensive, fully integrated services for sleep disorders. What's going on today, Robert? Well, I, I thought about doing the drum roll, and but maybe I'll save that for the show. Um, okay. We have our person of the year, Gregory Arnaud, um, who successfully, single-handedly, got almost every person in the Caribbean to watch the YouTube version of the podcast because it we had a couple thousand views of, of just the podcast uh, for his uh, episode during 2023. Um, and still growing. And still and growing. growing. He, right. he has done a lot for sleep medicine. He has been, uh, you know, he's been all over the place this year, traveling, talking about sleep, and uh, sort of wrapped up the year with the introduction of his book um, called The Wake Up Call. Um, we're going to talk about his book today. I'm excited to have him on the show. And and, uh, you know, he can show us the uh, his Sleep Tech Talk award that he actually received. I'm, I'm excited about it as well. I thought the book was a great book. It's kind of like a, a diary of sorts. That's the way I saw it, where he slipped in little lessons on obstructive sleep apnea and the need for testing and the need for, for therapy. And uh, lots of interesting sections, very devoted sections throughout the entire book. I'm just flipping through it right now. And um, kudos to him for for taking the time to do this. It's not not easy. I've read about different authors uh, about it. Yeah, Robert is pulling up his copy of the book, and yep. I've got mine here. Yep. It's called The Wake Up Call. We're going to be talking about that uh, pretty soon. Uh, you're right. It's it's a journey, and for him to capture that the way that he did, it is not just his journey. It's the anecdotes that he has along the way that he either learned himself or someone shared with him as a part of their epiphanies and their sleep health. So yeah, this is gonna be fun to, to get him to expound on some of the, the really salient points he has in the, in the book. He might be the only other guy in sleep medicine who dresses better than Jerry. That's true, that's Just true. That's, that's a, that was a stretch, but. <laughs> oh gosh, all right, I think it's time to go to the show. Welcome, everyone, once again to another episode of Sleep Tech Talk, the sleep podcast with your hosts and friends, Emerson Kerr, Robert Miller, and me, Dr. Gerald George Moneycroft. Folks, it's a moment you've been waiting for, but you're going to have to wait for just a few more minutes or a few more seconds, rather. We just want to say thank you to all of you for listening, for spreading the word, and just making this on the top 10 list of sleep podcasts out there. We thank you so much for that. We also want to thank our sponsors. Without them, we just couldn't do this, and we thank them as well. Once again, folks, don't forget to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share this with all the other sleep techs out there. With that being said, Robert, over to you. Sorry, I, I had my, my drum roll occurred too early. Um <laughs> But drum rolls, please. We have returning with us Gregory Arnaud, um, our uh, sleep sleep tech talk person of the year. Um, we are absolutely 
thrilled to have him back with us again today. We get to talk a little bit about his book that he's put out. Um, he's traveled all over the place talking about sleep, and um, we're so excited to have him back with us again today. Greg, welcome with the, welcome to the show. Thank you again, Rob. I appreciate it. And Emerson and also Doc, thanks for having me. Hey, we're so hey before glad we get started, you gotta, you got to show everybody on the who's going to be watching the YouTube, you got to show them the trophy. It's legit. I got to pick it up. It's kind of heavy. So let me see if I can reach it to the screen. Yes. Thank you for this hardware. It's there like, you go. Man, that thing's huge. Yeah. It's nice. It's um, every time someone walks in the door of my house, they're like, what is that? And I have to explain to them, this is a microphone. <laughs> you, should, you should tell them you want a Grammy. <laughs> there you go. Yes, you know. But thank you again. It's really uh, an honor. And I'm excited for um, obviously what you folks are doing here and seeing how I can become the man of the year this year as well. <laughs> that's never happened before greg we've never had a back-to-back -back winner i mean we've never had a winner until you so uh it can happen okay <laughs> we'll leave that open that's right that's right well we're so glad that you're the winner you've done a lot of work like uh, robert said you travel all over the place you've done a lot of work especially in the islands here in just off the united states spreading the word of sleep you made such an impact online on YouTube, the most number of views of our show and a huge number of listens on the on the podcast as well. Um, anything you want to share about your work real quickly? Because apart from your work, part of your work rather is your book, which we're going to get into in just a little bit. Um, I guess I would just say it's, it's, it's a privilege to once again come across people like yourselves that um, are in this industry. It's such a niche space you know when people think about sleep and sleep apnea it's kind of taboo there's not really a lot of understanding there so you kind of got to fill in the lines and, and the gaps and uh you know it's really been a privilege to meet so many people i've met all over the world because guess what we all have to sleep <laughs> and um you know it's affecting people all over the entire you know the entire globe you know how well we're managing these 24 hours each day that we're given and our ability to restore and repair our minds um, so I'm just grateful to be walking, and I believe in my journey and in, in my particular destiny of trying to make an impact in this space and continue to connect with, like I said, colleagues like yourself that are actively um, trying to make a difference in this space. So it's an exciting place to be. And I guess once you get in, you can't get out. No matter what job you jump from, you go to the next one, you're still in sleep. <laughs> just another form of managing it. So, you know, we're all going to probably be here for the rest of our lives. Well, let's get started with the book. And folks, if you're on YouTube, you can see it's called The Wake Up Call with an awesome glamour shot of Gregory here. And uh, we all strive to be like him when we grow up. It's an he has the second book. best haircut in the sleep business. Just saying. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, let's let's get started with the with the book. What compelled you to write this book? I mean, you—it's—it's it's kind of like a diary of sorts, but you're—you're you're slowly inserting little lessons in between, <laughs> slipping it in, making it easy to read. What compelled you to write the book? I think it was more the fact that I wanted to leave something that, even if I had passed away, um, hopefully that's a long time from now, um, that the message will continue to, you know, resonate with the hearts and minds of people, um, especially in the Caribbean, where there's very little information and ex expertise there. Um, I tried to tie in, you know, obviously making it comical and, you know, tying it to obviously the creator of sleep, <laughs> um, God. And once again, just what I've learned over the last 25 years is being in respiratory and sleep. And I think that, you know, when people 
read the book, you know, they'll find some level of a connection of some sort based on their social aspect to it or how it impacts various ways in their positions and their jobs. Um, but overall, um, I just was wanting to kind of, I guess, validate myself at the same time um, as a voice in this particular industry of sleep and kind of dumbing that information down to not be as, you know, <clears throat> difficult to understand and technical as trying to read a white paper research or something on a particular study, but helped it to be able to be something that we can relate to. Um, and felt that, you know, it was time for me to do it after coming off of a nice cruise in Barcelona. I read a book by the actual the guy who wrote the forward on it on my buddy, Dr. Eric Thomas. I read his book. And as soon as I came back, I said, OK, I got to write a book. <laughs> and there you have it. It happened. And I was grateful to be able to get it done and published on my grandmother's birthday on October 1st. Um, and it was available on Amazon in dedication to her. Gregory, you know, you talk about your start in the military in the book. Um, how did it affect your, you in regards to your sleep, health, and wellness? How did it inform your journey? Well, it helped me to understand what they were doing. You know, I didn't get it until years later when I actually was writing the book, How They Made Us So Sleep Deprived. You know, and, and from the very first day we got there, they were challenging us um, with how much time we had to sleep. And obviously, there's a lot of anxiety and as young men, it's you know, 17, 18, 90 years of old, years old, actually leaving their homes probably for the first time, which the majority of us were. Um, it was really a culture shock and a lot of demand on paying attention and focusing and, and still having to have the ability to function as we know how difficult that is when you're sleep deprived. Um, they happened to figure out after about six or eight weeks of doing this, they would definitely have an idea of what type of individual they were dealing with in regards to a soldier that you would be in your competency and being able to carry out your task. So I understood now why sleep impacts so many of the veterans from many years ago who have seen things prior they can't seem to forget, um, been exposed to different environments and situations that affect their ability to sleep. Not everybody has sleep apnea, um, but we know that there's a number of challenges in sleep that people deal with. Um, and at the same time, like I said, it was an eye opener for me to understand the tactical strategy behind it. And I thought it would be interesting to put it in the book. So can you talk a little bit more about the sleep deprivation? In fact, I mean, you, you talk about the military and how that got you to think about that. But you have an entire chapter just on sleep deprivation itself. So could you talk a little bit more about that, please? Well, as we all are sleep deprived, even though we're in the sleep industry, it doesn't give us a hack or some kind of cheat code to get a good night's sleep. But, um, you know, we're all challenged just like all the billions of people are each day trying to sleep day in or night. You know, we live in a 24-hour society. Sleep is constantly on on the uh, compass of uh, being attacked, you know, because of so many different things, whether it be the noise, the, the light, and these phones that we can't seem to get out of our hands, you know, the that's affecting our ability to kind of wind down when we need to and just the challenges of life. Um, and so understanding that, you know, if you're not getting a good night's sleep, it could definitely affect you one day for the next. But it almost took my life as a child. Um, as you can remember, my dad, you know, coming to the United States, coming from Trinidad, the, the idea was that, um, you know, you had to work to eat, you know. So my dad worked two, three jobs at a time, had very little time uh, to sleep. And most of the time we'd be driving around with him in the car and he dozed off on us one night. Um, and fortunately, um, you know, fortunately rather, we didn't hit a object that could have been something could have been more serious, but we kind of just ran into the bushes into a swamp. 
down in Alligator Alley, if those of you know who, what Florida's like down here with the alligators and every other kind of creature you can imagine. Um, good thing we didn't know that at that time, but uh, why was it called Alligator Alley? Hello. <laughs> but uh, we were stuck there, but um, we didn't have a scratch on us. And then I look back and when I was thinking about sleep deprived persons and people running off the road and mistakes that are happening each day and slips and falls, thought, wow, I might not have even been here today to create this message or this book. You know, so there was a reason why my life was spared. You know, there's a reason why we are all here as ambassadors for sleep. Um, and the purpose that we have is to try to make a difference, you know, in the lives that we were able to connect with and serve through this type of technology and services. That sort of takes what you say and about Sarah's story, that it's not a luxury, it's a lifeline. You know, expand on that a little bit, because that's obviously that's a that was a great story. But it also relates back to, you know, you on Alligator Alley. Can you expand on that a little bit? Well, yeah, we, we take sleep for granted. You know, we don't even prepare for it in most cases. It just happens. Our whole lives, we are unfortunately um, not shown the right things in some certain ways, sometimes in what we eat, you know, because our family culture, if your family's eating pizza every day, guess what? You're eating pizza every day. And you kind of carry that on, you know, in your lives. But one of the things that I never learned was to appreciate sleep because I never saw it. You know, my dad was always going, you know, the culture behind where we came from was, you know, the pump you know, no pump society, like you constantly are going to be on the grind. And um, when I think about now that sleep is not something you just get to do when you get time off from work, or if you don't have any responsibilities, you can get to spend a little more time, but it's actually, it's a necessity for life. Um, why I kind of chose that theme, how you sleep is how you live. At the end of the day, it's basically all comes down to that. You know, you live a life without getting good sleep, it's going to shorten your lifespan. It's going to cause you to have consequences and issues that, and risks that you may not be you know, excited to know, um, but it's real. You know, it's affecting your social impacting within your relationships. It's affecting your attitudes, your moods, your health, and your safety. So, um, you know, sleep deprivation is real. We didn't make it up <laughs> and it ain't ever going anywhere. We're always going to be challenged to try to get a good night's sleep. But, um, I'm hoping, like I said, with the understanding of the importance of why we sleep, this wake up call, this wake up call for each and every one of us, you know, to kind of, you know what, we got to take advantage of the information that we're hearing and we're telling everybody and actually cut those phones off and shut it down and get in six, seven, eight hours so Rob can get up at four in the morning and work out, right, and get through his day. <laughs> me, me and Jerry both. And uh, Oh, Jerry too. Yeah, oh yeah, Jerry too. No, I, I, I appreciate this and, and it, so... For prior to us actually starting the podcast, I brought up a topic and I wanted to make sure I get it in before we get to the end of this, because um, it is something that's that's interesting. We you know, it seems almost a little taboo to talk about sex and sleep and you sort of hit it head on in in the book. But then you also move into men and sleep and then women and sleep. So you you sort of, you know, individually sort of, um, you know, speak to, you know, issues that men and women struggle with, but, you know, you start with sex, snoring, and sleep. You know, you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I figure that's the only thing that really we all care about <laughs> is, um, you know, how well we can sleep next to a snoring partner and, and how well we can enjoy our sex lives because it's a part of our lives as adults, right? Um, and then the sleep aspect of, you know, what happens afterwards, you know? So, you know, as you see, I tied in a little bit of the understanding of what it's like to be single, <laughs> dating, um, maybe having been in a relationship where you had a snoring partner and how 
you're not signing up for that anymore in the next go round if you don't have no wish to um, go through that kind of lifestyle of trying to get a good night's sleep. Um, I, I talk about, you know, how more than 50% of the people I speak with every day are sleeping in different rooms of their home. You know, this is pretty real, you know, considering, you know, you're having a partner and you're getting married and you're excited about what the life is going to be together and you spend half of it now in another room, <laughs> you know, at night. So that kills the intimacy. Um, you know, we call it sleep divorce, you know, and it obviously leads to other issues. So we take a look at the rate of divorce and we don't ever take a, in mind that sleep could be a part of it. <laughs> you know, that could be the underlying root to some of those causes that cause the disconnect in that relationship. Um, you know, then I kind of wanted... You, you actually mentioned to us that culturally, that, you know, in, in some cultures, it's more important. You, you can get their attention related to sleep issues more by talking about sex than you can talking about high blood pressure and heart <laughs> disease and, and all of the other things that go along with, with having sleep, you know, sleep apnea specifically. So tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> I don't even think it's cultural. I think if each one of us as men here, <laughs> we would be Maybe. a little more <laughs> you know, <laughs> keen on trying to figure out how we can avoid certain things that we find it out. But yeah, truthfully, you know, in the the space of, of intimacy and having intercourse and sex, um, I think we're grown men, we can call it the word it is, um, that that's an important part of our lives. You know, the confidence that we feel in the bedroom, you know, understanding the implications as we get older and our connection to the risk of erectile dysfunction, the nasty word ED, you know, we all you know want to be able to have a healthy sex life, please our partners and have that level of confidence and our ego kind of pumped as long as we can, right? Um, and on the other flip side of it, I just thought about just the depression and, and you know, the women on the situations where their man is not able to please them anymore because of their health concerns or, or whatever the situation may be. And they're kind of where they're at in that space, especially if they're younger, you know. Um, and then also, you know, the libido issues that they have. And, you know, we're always thinking they don't they're not really wanting to do anything because they have a headache, but they just don't feel like it. They're tired. You know, they have a pretty tough responsibility being a woman. I mean, each and every one of us came from a woman, right? And for the most part, we could look at our mothers that had a lot of responsibilities of not just taking care of herself, but her children, her, her husband, and, um, you know, just dealing with the hormones that they have to on a day-to-day -day basis, a month-to-month -month basis. It's very challenging. To get sleep. So that's why I kind of wanted to categorize women in sleep in general, um, women that are in pregnancy and not realizing the connection to premature deliveries and complications with their children uh, as they're developing more weight in their later trimesters of sleep. Um, menopause obviously throws a lot of their day out of whack, you know, with all the hot flashes and the mood changes and the hormones imbalance and sleep is also affected by that. Um, so when you kind of put the two and two together, uh, we both need to get a good night's sleep to have an enjoyable life in the bedroom, right? And that experience that we all enjoy. So, you know, it's it's definitely something that I think people need to hear. Um, and the most important part, outside of that, I kind of like the part about understanding if you have a partner, how to talk to them, how to encourage them, how to you know help them to understand the CPAP is not you know, the end of the world, you know, you can live with sleep apnea. There's many people around the world dealing with it. The best part is when you get access to the information, how it can change your life and not be as resistant as most people are to understanding the importance of why you should do it. Great stuff. You did leave off one thing about women, though. They have to put up with us guys. 
that's the yeah. <laughs> it's part of the uh, I guess it's part of the deal, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Are you a sleep tech looking for new opportunities? Well, MedBridge Healthcare is one of the largest employers of sleep technologists, and they are growing. If you are a sleep technologist interested in a new position, potential paid relocation, or looking for a career advancement, consider a career with MedBridge Healthcare. Now back to the show. So, you know, this really dovetails really nicely into what I wanted to talk about uh, next, which was women and sleep. You just hit on a lot of points. And something that we've talked about multiple times on our show, and Emerson beautifully puts this uh, out there about how the typical demographics, and Emerson, I'll just throw it over to you since you've brought it up multiple times on the show, you know, the, the typical demographic of what sleep studies are meant for. Yeah, you know, Gregory, you know this, you've been around sleep a long time, but, you know, so much of what, you know, when we look at the the typical uh, patient, sleep patient, it's a stereotype. It's really someone like me. It's a, a white, older white guy. And, you know, so now when we look at this, it's just not, you know, uh, people of color, but women in particular, we, we hear over and over on this show, and we've heard it in research about how they're underdiagnosed and undertreated. When you look at that through the lens of your book, and you, you really kind of peel the onion on that, what is your message there? Because that's, you know, as you talked about mothers, we've got sisters, you know, wives, you know, all of the above that are, are not getting treatment and basically told every day you're tired because you're a mother and you've got a job and you've got all these. What is your message to our colleagues in sleep about how we can do a better job of addressing this amazing population? Well, man, it was, a woman, it was a woman that brought me to the understanding of this. It was my grandmother, you know, and we all have a grandmother. Um, hopefully they get to play a part in your lives if they're not obviously dealing with health consequences or situations wherein your parents may not even be talking to their parents anymore. Um, it's kind of sad when you think about it, but um, women, um, I mean, like I said earlier, are very much the catalyst to anything that happens. Uh, they really run the world. <laughs> you know, when you can give birth to something and, you know, nurture it and it becomes part of you for that time, there's a, that's, a, that's a different type of connection that any kind of man can have with their child. Um, women are just as much impacted, if not more than us as men. I mean, a lot of men who are stereotyped to think that because of their chin and jawline and the size of their chest and neck, you know, those are typical guys that we would think that have sleep apnea. But you know, after being in this space for almost 25 years and seeing so many different people that have been diagnosed with sleep apnea, I'd be foolish to think that it's only a weight concern. Like there's so many people that's ideal weight and people who look like they're, I mean, supermodels. I hate to bring that experience up, but I had one. You know, I I was a single man and I dated and I met a beautiful young lady and she was a, basically a supermodel um, until she went to sleep. Then <laughs> she was Shrek. You know, it was a whole different ball game. Um, and I thought, how could that be? <laughs> this doesn't even make sense. But um, you know, I learned that you know women are dealing with sleep apnea. They're dealing with their partners that have sleep apnea, and yet they never think they have that issue because men don't kind of really want to bring it up. <laughs> you know, you really don't want to hurt their feelings emotionally sometimes by telling them anything negative because we know that goes a long way, right? <laughs> you want to keep it positive. That's because snoring's not pretty. <laughs> 
No, they say snoring isn't sexy. So that doesn't even tie in well with, you know, who they are and what they propose to be. So, you know, I want women to realize that they're not only sleeping or eating for themselves, but they're also breathing for their child, especially during pregnancies. So this is something that they have to think about when you think about putting down cigarettes or putting down alcohol during pregnancy. It's like, listen, let's prioritize understanding if you may have had a sleep condition like sleep apnea prior to your pregnancy, it's only about to get worse with the added weight gain and the position issues that you have sleeping. So it's very serious to consider you know, that you could have been the cause of something in your child's life. So you know, it's something that I wanted to touch on. And uh, at the same time, all of our grandmothers probably have a couple pounds on them. You know, they are the patriarchs of the family. They're, they're, they were the one person. I mean, sure, in the in the different communities that we serve, you know, grandmas play a huge role in a lot of things. You know, that everything kind of goes through grandma. We all go to grandma's house to eat. You know, if anything's going to get done, it's going through grandma as, as the last say. And I just thought when I lost my grandmother, I thought about everybody else's grandmother and what that person meant. Because to me, my grandmother was like my second mother. I mean, she was the one that would, when my parents would say no, she'd slide me that little $20 underneath the table. <laughs> you know, you know, she was the one that would help us, you know, get through to our parents if they didn't listen and kind of give us a little bit of a, a liaison to helping us get to where we need to get to in life and enjoy some of the things. But, you know, I, I didn't want anybody else to be impacted without hearing this story about my story. You know, what drove me to this? You know, I didn't just get excited about sleep apnea, but it wasn't until I thought I lost my, you know, my even my father to a stroke to this. I said, this thing is serious. Like people just don't get it. So uh, we love our women, you know, we love our mothers and we love, you know, what they bring to the table. And, and not only that, respect what they do on a day-to-day -day basis and know that their sleep is just as important, if not more, um, to getting a good night's rest. I appreciate you saying that and explaining that, uh, Gregory. The question that I have that still remains is you kind of touched on this at the beginning is how did you come up with slipping in those lessons in between and then making such a very technical thing? You you put it in language that the, the common man will understand. How did you do that? I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't think I have that great of an educational level. I don't have, you know, I'm not a master's in English and grammar or anything like that. Um, I just wanted to make it plain that a child could read it and kind of understand what I'm trying to say, you know, and dumb it down to the layman terms that anyone of any kind of educational background, even cultural, you know, consideration may understand what I'm trying to get at. Um, and I think, you know, it was more that I didn't want it to be like a regular book. I didn't want it to be just a book of information, you know, just a bunch of information. We can go to WebMD for that. You know, we can go to Google for that. So I had to figure out a way how to tailor make it into little stories and, you know, some analogies here or there that people can connect with. Unfortunately, most of the analogies are older because uh, we're older guys, <laughs> you know, so things that we were talking about, we're talking about from the 80s and 90s, some of the names I'm throwing around there that we were like, oh, yeah, but these younger generation wouldn't know anything about it. But, you know, I, I think all in all, um, for the reader and and the great response I've gotten from people, which is I really much, I really appreciate, you know, that people said they got something from it. They enjoyed it. Um, they they saw how I intertwined different things and principles, but kind of made it funny and kind of kept them engaged, you know, with understanding. And at the end of the day, they got to learn something about me, you know, so I get to leave a little bit of who I am and how I got where, how I am today 
um, in the readers' minds, you know, to be passionate about whatever they're doing in life as an entrepreneur, um, if it's even in the space of sleep, but at the same time, understanding that, you know, I found my purpose through this, you know, I found my destiny and what I was called to do through this journey. So I, I'm more excited every day just to wake up to be able to make a difference in people's lives. And that's what kind of pushes me each day. That's so awesome. Now, one final thing before we close, uh, I've got to ask this. Uh, it looks like Robert wants to say something before I try to shut us down. Well, well I did. So he made the <laughs> he made the statement that he was trying to repeat this year. So I just my my last comment was and in question is what are you going to do in 2024 to top 2023? Well, I won't be writing a book this year. Uh, that's not the plans. <laughs> but this year, um, I am. Um, trying to work a strategy of working with, I'm not going to name the name of the company, but most people put that in these cups, right? <laughs> and um, that, you know, it's a, a wake-up call for most people, right? To have a cup of that good old coffee and caffeine to start the day. So I'm looking to kind of, from a corporate and social responsibility, partner with organizations that are dealing with half their audience and customers that are sleep deprived. <laughs> and help them to get a better understanding of the importance of sleep, uh, maybe use it as a place to do my book signings um, in various locations throughout you know, the United States and the Caribbean. And I'm going to start this year as the first delegate for Jamaica um, for World Sleep Society and World Sleep Day. So Trinidad and Jamaica this year uh, will be actively on the ground in Jamaica. We'll be doing something online um, and hopefully we'll be able to, like I said, bring some more awareness and education to the area of the importance of sleep. I'm also looking to work with uh, a number of organizations here in the U.S. side um, at the same time to, you know, just drive more persons to getting tested and getting to the access of therapy. So that's basically what I'll be doing this year, no different from the last 10, 15, 20 years. <laughs> but um, like I said, with more passion than ever before because of the encouragement I get from gentlemen like you guys that acknowledge, you know, persons like myself that are active in the space that kind of give us that push to continue to keep going because, you know, recognition is always great. You know, I don't do it for that. You know, we all don't do it for, you know, for that at the same time, you know, but we're grateful when we do get to hear that from our peers. That's awesome. Uh, although I would say the saga and legacy of Sleep Tech Talk is probably a good follow-up <laughs> to your your book, The Wake Up Call. Just okay. saying. Uh, it's going to be in there <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, talking about legacies, there is uh, one point that I'd really want to hit on before we go. and this is part of the reason why you are also person of the year your work with the ministry of health you in fact had a meeting recently with them could you talk a little bit about your work with them because uh, I, I think that needs to be discussed uh, yeah it's um it's kind of like the top of the poem totem pole you know you got to kind of let it trickle down instead of coming from the bottom in some cases and um i was privileged enough um to meet with dr christa christopher Tufton, who is the Minister of Health in Jamaica, um, Health and Wellness, and he had an appreciation and understanding for the importance of this. He himself actually mentioned to me, he says, Gregory, I believe that at least 30% of this population has this condition. And I'm like, you know, I'm glad you recognized it. And so we're looking to putting things in place. To, he's been proactive in, in his particular country and helping people to understand the importance of knowing their numbers, you know, getting tested, you know, know your vitals, you know, your blood pressure, your glucose, Know, what's going on with your heart and this is one area that once again that we are not seeing a lot of testing being done is taking a look at what's going on in sleep so we do anticipate that you know with his 
support and encouragement of getting people to understand the importance of this, we'll see more sleep testing being done as part of a routine test in the in the in Trinidad, Jamaica, Barbados, St. Lucia, Guyana, and all the territories we're working with. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to just find that one person um, that will get behind this and create that ripple effect that will make more waves, you know, in understanding of this and training more doctors, you know, offering more education to the doctors. I think it's equally important than just reaching out to the client themselves because they're seeing the patients each day and misdiagnosing or missing the opportunity to possibly diagnose the patients that they're treating for various types of NCDs that are affecting uh, mortality risk there in those countries. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, if we can continue um, working with those persons that are decision makers in these particular types of spaces that can encourage persons to get tested and get to the care they need, um, I think that should be the focus point. Um, and then actually from an economical standpoint, go after the companies um, that understand the, the risks and the wellness issues within their employees getting a good night's rest and how it impacts their bottom line um, to kind of get them to get a little more behind pushing more sleep etiquette, you know, more talks about sleep because sleep is not just a one day event like the World Sleep Day. It's an everyday event. <laughs> so it needs to be continually reminded to us. And kind of like I said, you know, educating is, is where it starts. And we're looking to make that change from the top on down. Well, thank you so much, Gregory. Mm -hmm. Sincerely appreciate that and, and that work. And I know it's not easy uh, when you're working with governments anywhere, whether it's here or abroad. So uh, we appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. And folks out there, it's the Wake Up Call. Check it out by Gregory Arnaud. And how you sleep is how you live. Be sure to check it out. And it's available on Amazon. We will have a link to the book in the show notes. So be sure to check it out. And thanks once again, Gregory, for joining the, uh, joining the show. Congrats once again on Person of the Year. Well-deserved, well well-earned. For all the hard work that you're doing <laughs> and <Thank> you, <laughs> yes sir and folks out there thank you all so much for all that you've done in making this show a hit we thank you so much for liking for subscribing for sharing don't forget to keep that going we especially want to thank our sponsors without them we can't keep this going on and be sure to check out our sponsors as well until next time we say Lights on. Before we go, we would like to thank our sponsor, MedBridge Healthcare. MedBridge Healthcare is developing innovative inpatient, post-discharge, and population health programs to screen comorbid conditions, diagnose, and treat sleep disorders. Learn more about their innovative solutions and career opportunities at MedBridgeHealthcare.com. Once again, you can learn more about their innovative solutions and career opportunities at medbridgehealthcare.com. All right, we say this every time, but truly, what a show. Time for some post-cals. What do you guys have to say after hearing this? Uh, it was, I think one of the, the, my takeaways is, and I know the three of us have done this as a part of this show, is knowing your story. And, you know, I think for our listeners, I think it's important that they even begin to understand that what is their story and their journey? Because as they deal with their patients, how do they connect with them? How do they make sleep medicine and sleep therapy and even sleep diagnostics relevant? And I think the best way is doing what Gregory's done, and that's know your story, be able to tell it, have your anecdotes, because this book is just full of, of just mm -hmm. rich information that 
compels us to 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 better health and better sleep. I agree. <laughs> and, and the fact is that he waves those stories in, uh, like you said, using your SAT education, the anecdotes. I have to remember that word. And you also used another word earlier, salient. Um, and, but Did I use those in Houston or is that... Well, I appreciate you using that. I need to. I need to improve my vocabulary. I can spell the words. I just can't say them. So, um, with that being said, with that being said, I I agree with you there. The what is really cool is the fact that he brings all this up, but he adds the stories to these, to each and every one of these things, making it easier for you to listen to. And like he said, it was engaging. That's what uh, readers have told him is that he he made it engaging. It's not a white paper or a research paper that you're just kind of struggling and hoping to get through it. On, and then you go back and just read the the abstract, hoping to get get this, get the major points or the salient features just through that because you just couldn't get through the rest of the data. He keeps it in such a way that there are funny, funny stories, there are serious stories, and it, and it keeps the person, the reader, engaged throughout the entire time. I, I think that it's, um, I, you know, I think the one thing that he said during the, the podcast that resonated with me was legacy. And, you know, that this is, this is, you know, his, if, if he were to not be here tomorrow, you know, after tomorrow, um, he's left something that, you know, sort of tells the story of his life and, and the thing that he was passionate about in his life. And, um, you know, that's probably something that we all need to, especially at our age, we need to start uh, thinking about our legacy and, and, you know, it, it's more than a job uh, to him and more than just a, a career. Um, you know, it's a part of who he is and, and uh, what I think he feels like he was called to do here on this earth. So, you know, uh, just love that, love his passion, love the guy, and I'm uh, glad he was our 2023 person of the year. I agree. And folks out there, I'm going to ask you kind of a call to action here. Let's support the sleep community. There's going to be a link in the information in our show notes for his book support gregory and all the work that he's doing and pick up a copy i'm telling you it's a good read as you heard us talk about it today and i think all of you will enjoy it all right gents shall we call it that's it all right folks until next time cheers <laughs>